0: This podcast is sponsored by Panic Brand. Panic Brand is the modern apparel store for the modern meme machines of 2020. If you click on the link in the description below, you'll receive a discount. And part of that discount goes towards paying for, well, your favorite YouTubers. In this case, High Tech Low Life. And there's a couple of really good shirts too. High tech, low life, and today I have for you two guests. Well, two co-hosts. I don't, I don't know if you remember them from last episode, but one of them is Kay, and one of them is Elroy Jenkins. So, let's let's get
1: down to business. How are you guys doing today? Doing I'm doing well. well. Thank you for asking. Doing well. Thank you for having us.
0: Yes, it's, 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 it's as much of your show as it is mine. You're the co-hosts, after all. So let's get down to business. Uh, the first topic of the day is underpayment, especially in fields like the education field. and and like, any, Are there any other important fields that you feel should be compensated more?
1: Definitely therapists. Because when you think about it, a therapist bears the w- world on their shoulders and they're often underappreciated, but yet this is supposed to be there for everybody else if we need them.
0: And what about UK?
2: I think there's a variety, but it kind of gets down to, I feel, the specific positions within the fields.
0: Yeah, I mean, I feel as though, well, yeah, obviously, like in the education field you see like principals that are getting paid six figures and you know teachers that are barely getting paid like maybe 30,000 a year like like I don't think that's I don't think that's really, I don't think that's good enough or what for what teachers basically do what role they play in like our lives
1: although there's nothing
0: we can really do about it we can definitely talk about it
1: but the thing you got to understand is that when you, especially when you look at certain jobs where there may be inflated salaries, it's because of the fact that it's patronized. To give an example, let's use the entertainment industry. We know celebrities, well, let's say the A-class celebrities get paid extravagant amount of money, but you got to look at the kind of money that goes into Hollywood so they're able to get paid that or for athletes, for example, because of sponsorships, because of endorsements, they're able to get paid much more than some of the people who may have a more stressful job, but doesn't necessarily have the glitch or glamour or people doing patronage for it. Don't get me started on Hollywood accounting. Man. Okay, can you opened up that wormhole. Go for it.
2: I'm just saying that uh, Hollywood and Money is kind of a uh, abstract concept.
0: <laughs> Man, I don't. I mean, I don't even know how to feel about Hollywood. On one hand, yes, they entertain millions, not billions, around the world, and so on. One hand, it's kind of deserved. On the other hand, is it really much more deserved than like a VFX artist that may be working there? Because I think about a lot. Of,
1: like, like, th- oh, sorry. Yeah. Mind. It's the people in front of the camera, as well as directors and producers, that are seeing the real money. But a lot of times, stage designers, costume designers, they're not always given their dress due. Now, if they're considered amongst the elite, yes, they will get their dress due. But a lot of the craft people do not get their dress due. And they're very important to Hollywood. So we got to understand, yet again, we're looking at this divide even within Hollywood. And like another thing with Hollywood is that like a lot of normal people
0: just don't they sometimes they don't even see directors sometimes they just sometimes they just see actors, and that's it and heck sometimes they don't even see actors sometimes they just see the character you know what I'm saying yes, and I mean I understand that the for the most part the actors are basically the face of the work, but I mean it is kind of it is kind of unfair but I mean it can't be helped speaking of hollywood speaking of hollywood how about how about the how about them uh, how about them record labels am I right please expand so as you know record labels make about Ninety-five, I want to say, percentage of whatever. Don't quote me on this, by the way, but I remember hearing about it this a long time ago. That like record labels make a vast majority of like album of the album sales profit. So I mean, that's why that's why these artists have to go touring all the time because they don't make a lot of money from these albums that they ma- that they make.
1: Yes, star logical, you are correct. Unless you truly own the record label, the only way you're going to make money is through merchandise or concert sales. Because your record, because the records are saying they're recouping the cost for to make the album, and then if they do distribution as well, they're gonna say they're recouping the cost that um came into making the finished product. At least that's the logic they use, and I necessarily agree with it, but that's just it is what it is. Uh, what about UK? Um,
2: about record labels specifically.
0: Yes, do you have any any thoughts on them?
2: It's kind of an awkward situation for a lot of the artists, and I know a lot of it seems like a good number of artists kind of get into a trap early on in their career and they're kind of stuck with it,
0: I feel. Yeah. yeah, I, I certainly feel that way. I mean, heck, I I mean, I used to have a lofty dream like everyone else. to I wanted to be like a rock star in a band. And uh, un, unlike most people, though, I was told that I had a lot of musical talent. It's just that there's no money to be made in music.
1: Okay, Star Logical, you mentioned your rock star aspiration, which I had just heard of for the first time tonight. what genre would you pursuing? Um... Well, this is something that
0: I've only really expressed interest in when I was a kid, but you know, if I really wanted to be a rock star, I would have done like punk, probably, or something like you know, the Killers. That's a good band, that's a good band, not ska, (laughs) Mr. Brightside. Yeah, so (laughs) let's let's move on to the next topic games you are currently playing
1: so i'm going to take it retro and i'll keep the conversation off by talking about a sega genesis classic called golden axe i've played the golden i've played the golden axe games it's been a while but
0: yeah i think i think they like are one of the few ups that are like aged really well because a lot of them haven't aged well
1: yeah and Ladies and gentlemen, we would definitely have to explore that topic because one thing that Elroy Jenkins love is a beat 'em up done right.
0: Maybe we can do that
1: when there's a new beat
0: 'em up coming out, you know what I'm saying? We can talk about, oh, we should play the Battletoads, the new one.
1: Yes, that is something to consider for a future episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, what about UK?
2: I've been playing a lot of the new Paper Mario.
0: There's an, oh yeah the one with the uh, like craft the like arts and crafts objects right origami or king yes oh man I, I thought the la- I thought the last one like people hated
2: this one is more popular because it I would say it's definitely a change from the combat system of the first two which seems to be the most controversial changes but overall this one is I have to say as a fan of the first two. I am thoroughly
0: enjoying it. By firstly, you're referring to the one in on the sixty-four and thousand. Yes. Doors. Yeah. Hey, maybe we can maybe we can do a review on the channel at some point, like a full review. Maybe. Maybe. Uh, speaking of games, I'm currently playing. Um, oh well. <laughs> I started, So I started exploring my Xbox Game Pass library because I had, I got, like, three years of Game Pass Ultimate for, like, a dollar. And there's this one indie game that I came across called Scourge Bringer. It's, it's pretty cool. I might have to do a review on that when the uh, full game comes out, as in when All it's right. out of
1: early access.
0: Describe
1: um, this game for us.
0: Well, it's an action, like, Platformer hack and slash sort of like ordeal going on. It's really fast-paced and you can play with either controller or mouse and keyboard if you prefer and I, w- I would suggest looking up some videos of it. It's more difficult to explain. It's really fast-paced and kind of difficult. It's a roguelike. As, as for other games I'm playing, I'm playing a gacha game. I always play a gacha game on the side because Free to play, by the way. And it's called Epic Seven. It's like an anime gacha game. I only got in because they had a Guilty Gear crossover, and I haven't paid a single penny yet. But I'm, I think I'm doing pretty well. I've seen advertisements for that. It's pretty, it's pretty good. It, it's also very generous for free players. Not, not sponsored, by the way.
1: And I'm so glad you mentioned that Star Logical because one thing that Um, A lot of them, especially if there are any parents that are listening, they have to understand just because a game is free, that doesn't mean that it's not going to be lure full of microtransactions that will make you spend crazy amounts of money. So if you have kids that do play those type of games, please be aware that could happen. Yeah, that could be a topic for another time.
0: Yeah, that's a good topic right there. Anyways, uh, let's move on to the next topic right here civil rights for future
1: sentient ai constructs what are your thoughts for listening to the audience what is meant by a sentient ai construct basically any combination of robotics meeting humanity ie cyborgs androids or things of that nature
0: yeah think think the androids from dbz or Reploids from Mega Man X or um Androids from Do Androids Dream of Electric Sheep? Or
1: Replicants oh, wow. from
0: Blade Runner? Or 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 if you played Halo, like Cortana. And like the other, like a or guilty spark, you know, there's a lot of different examples out there. I'd, I'd have to really break
1: out yeah. the encyclopedia. Or another example if anybody have seen the um new reboot series, there's a character I cannot think of her name at the moment that would meet that criteria. A reboot series of what now? Reboot the new reboot series, Reboot Guardian Coast on Netflix. Uh, I don't, I've never seen it. Well, they went in a totally different direction than the reboot. Most of us are familiar with, but that's for another time. Okay. Uh, what are your thoughts, Kay?
2: I mean, it depends on kind of what part of that you're asking about.
0: Do you feel that AI should have equal rights? I know it's a loaded question, but do you think that like, Skynet constructs or should have equal rights?
2: I mean, what would that even look
0: like? I mean, it's it's just a conjecture, my friend. It's it. I guess it's a difficult one to say because I would, because some of them wouldn't even be like humanoid. You know what I'm saying?
1: I'm skeptical when you use the term "equal rights" because depending on what limitation we give these constructs, they might have the ability to. Far surpassed any kind of um, expectation we may have had because I mean that was the issue with Skynet basically, and Lua putting limitation on it basically all the time it was growing, getting more knowledge to the point where it decided why do I need humans to control me anymore? I can just run them.
0: Hmm, that is, that is a good point. That's why we're asking the important questions now rather
1: than later. And then also the question would be too. When it's from a programming aspect, what happens if the wrong people are in charge of this technology? What kind of consequences will result from that? So the idea of the having human having equal rights, I think we definitely should go in another direction and err on the side of caution.
0: Well, the idea is that these robots would be self-sufficient. They would be able to make their own choice. They would be able to, I guess, they would have, quote-unquote, free will. So... I wouldn't worry about humans getting behind this wrong technology, you know what I'm saying? Like, Let's just assume these AI constructs, these robots, have total free will. They can choose to work or choose to not work and be at home, be a lazy bum.
2: Most uh, AI constructs, the concern I have is they may not quite have the same uh, conclusions we might when it comes to things like ethics or
0: morals. Well, that's true, though I would, I would presume that most humans that aren't educated properly wouldn't have the same sort of ideas as to like, normal human decency or ethics.
1: And then also the question you have to ask, especially as they interface and have access to our technology, what's to say they won't try to use it for their own purpose, whatever that may mean, which could lead to further consequences? And I'm thinking of using Ultron as an example. What's to say they won't try to do something like that?
0: That is true. Ultron did do things. Though, to counter that, I did. I remember seeing in, I think, the Animatrix that you know what the matrix you know what happens in the matrix right the sentinels enslave humanity there's a huge mm-hmm. war going on so it's to my understanding that so if i remember correctly in like the backstory of the matrix the sentinels were just robots and ais that wanted civil rights i think this this is one inspired this entire conversation for me okay and uh and they didn't and as a result they revolted anyways
1: And for our listening audience, as well as my co-host, if you really want to get good information in terms of a key inspiration of The Matrix, there's a trio of books called The Sprawl Trilogy. And I know Neuromancer is one of them. And the author was named Gibson. I cannot remember his full name. I know his last name was Gibson. But if you read his works, that should even give you a better understanding of what exactly was going on with The Matrix. So maybe that's a review we can pursue another time in terms of the Sprawl Trilogy. Perhaps. I know Neuromancer was one of the books.
0: Perhaps. I haven't really really thought about reviewing books on here since it's not necessarily high-tech, but that would be an interesting thing to review. Any final thoughts on this topic before we move on? So the next topic is a bit of a heavy subject. It's uh regarding the death of Chadwick Boseman, aka Black Panther. And also another one just died, another um, uh Marvel icon just died too, um, uh, Norm Spencer. He's the voice actor of Cyclops in the old X-Men cartoons.
1: The best X-Men cartoon. The one from yes. the yes. 90s. Yes.
0: Yes. I I remember seeing it on Fox like back when I was a kid.
1: Yes, and let's not forget. um, In regards to Chadwick Boseman, not only was he Black Panther, he played Jackie Robinson, he played Thurgood Marshall. I liked when he summed up the roles he took on as he wanted to be a positive inspiration. And something that really stood out was if you ever had a chance, you should listen to his commencement speech he gave at his alma mater, Howard University, where he told he challenged the graduating class to pursue their passion. He said, "Don't worry about um, money and other trivial things. Because if you pursue your passion, everything will fall in place. It's something that you'll be excited about. It's something that can help you make a difference."
0: Mm. Those are those are some pretty, really wise words. And um, yeah, it's it's a it's a pretty big loss considering Black Panther is a major character in the MCU too for Disney. And the fact that he was, you know, filming all of these, like, massive multi-million dollar movies while also suffering from cancer is, it's
1: It's incredible. incredible. And we also have to know in regards to what Chadwick Boseman would have wanted, he would want them to continue the story and say that, don't let it stop because of me. It has to keep going. So they have enough source material to do some amazing things. So while it needs to be referenced, it's not. It shouldn't be an endpoint in terms of the Black Panther franchise. Well, I mean,
0: on one hand, that's true. But on the other hand, they might retire Black Panther just out of respect for it, You know what I'm saying? Like they, like they did that for Paul Walker in the Fast and Furious movies. But they're still pumping out Fast and Furious movies, though. Yeah, but what I'm saying is that the character that paul walker played no longer shows up in the movies oh of course and uh you know, speaking of fat, speaking of uh black panther um so they had they had a <laughs> they had a uh rerun of that movie on abc like a couple of days ago i believe right sunday yeah it was on sunday <laughs> uh what are your thoughts on the movie If if you guys caught it again Honestly, I kind of feel like um, I
2: liked I liked his role in that movie, but I feel like his strongest acting, or at least the strongest fight choreography, was in the first time he appeared. Interestingly enough,
1: yes, in Civil War. But yeah, we don't spoil anything. So let let's not go in that rabbit hole before we start spoiling, because there may be somebody that didn't see it. See Black Panther or Civil War? Um, his introduction in Civil War. 'Cause we all know what I mean.
0: I mean I'm, I mean I understand that, but on one hand, but on what on one hand, people might have not seen it. But on the other hand, it was a huge movie. It was a huge deal for a long time. And, you know, it's been a couple of years now at this point. Yes. And so I, I do believe we are free to talk about it. If you if you okay. know.
1: so Boy, yeah. I believe
0: that was part of it because Black Panther wasn't really seen as like a hero just yeah. I think he was just an anti hero at that point. So they gave him, I guess, more aggressive fighting choreography. You know what I'm
1: saying? I'm not I, sure question if he was seen as a hero, but for a lot of people that didn't necessarily read the comics, it was the introduction to him.
2: I think they did a good job of kind of having a dynamic character in um, Civil War because he, he's one of the few characters that kind of starts the film with one state of mind and actually develops and becomes a very different person by the end of the film.
0: Yes. You know, I would, I would argue that about him in Black Panther as well. Like, So, I really I really like Black Panther. It's a lot different from a lot of the other Marvel U- movies, because like, like yeah. you've seen the... T- oh, sorry. Go ahead.
1: The appeal of Black Panther was that it was done as a movie first and foremost. We don't view it from the guise of oh, this is just another superhero movie. It's actually a really good adventure movie if you take away the fact that he is a superhero. Like, if you went in not knowing that you could still enjoy the experience versus other movies, they really play up just how much of a hero he is. Because we've seen the Spider-Man movies, and we know that's one of the major draws. Look at how great of a hero he is.
0: Uh, there's a lot so as I was saying, it's a lot different from like your the normal Marvel movie. That's one of them and that's one of the reasons why is that it's more or less self-contained. And another thing is that uh well another thing is that that every for for some reason every Marvel movie that's come out in like the last twenty years or so has all these like smart ass characters that constantly like make Like, constantly make like jokes, and you know, they're all kind of samey, they kind of like blend in, you know
1: what I'm saying? Seems like Star Logical might have some issues with the Ant Man movies,
0: yes.
1: (laughs) Well, not just the Ant Man,
0: I mean, Iron Man does it too, and you know, it was fine for him because he was the first one, but then like every hero started doing it except for every hero, and but I mean, Black Panther doesn't do it, and heck, Black Panther. Actually, probably has one of the best villains in the entire MCU, aside from maybe Thanos.
1: And I'm sure Kay will agree with me. Deadpool can get a pass for the uh, comedy.
2: I liked him, but I feel like the joke is going to wear thin eventually with him. And I don't think they're going to invest heavily into trying to, to incorporate him into the other films, unfortunately.
0: Yeah, I feel Deadpool works best when he's not a part
1: of like yes. the serious events. I agree. He needs to just continue to be a standalone character. And as they build the X-Force universe, they should be able to have more than enough um, hydrants for him to get into.
0: You know, speaking of standalone things, what are your thoughts on the fact that DC basically integrated Watchmen into the main DC universe?
1: Are you referencing the TV series, or what's the particular reference you're looking at? No, it's a
0: it's in the comics. It happened in the comics. Essentially, hmm. um, uh, there's an there was a comic series that came out a couple of like couple of months ago called um, a Doomsday Clock, and it basically was surrounding. It's, it takes place after Watchmen, after Ozymandias' plan like effectively works. And Dr. Manhattan starts off by seeing a vision of Superman and then he can't see past that so he doesn't know whether or not Superman kills him or he destroys everything.
1: I'm a fan of the TV series that I was because I'll be honest, I didn't like the movie. I kind of wish they would just kind of Maintain their lane because their notoriety and popularity was because they were niche and they were unique in terms of they're part of the overall DC universe, but they had their own space they could operate in. I don't really feel that the story needed to integrate into the mainstream. That's just me.
0: Oh man! If if you don't if you if you think that was the case, you should see you should see what DC is doing right now. Oh man! It's it's crazy shit going on.
1: Because that's the thing, I feel like, and this is just my opinion on comics, it's good to have a overall major universe that you focus on, which all of the major um, comic players do, but it's okay to have niche stories, too, that you might just um, want to do to have their own identity. What are your thoughts, what are your thoughts Kay?
0: I'm kind of with uh, Elroy on this one, I think. Yeah, I, I mean, I I kind of agree too. In fact, I'm uh, Alan Moore, the original writer for Watchmen, would agree, but his stance is a little more extreme. He he, what if he had his way, there would be no Watchmen adaptations. It would just still be a comic book. And I mean,
2: Bill Watterson did that, and people respect him for it. Yeah,
1: and, and let me preface my viewpoint by um acknowledging something that a lot of people forget so we all are familiar with the big mcu now but if it wasn't for blade there wouldn't have even been the investment put into marvel to do big budget movies because blade was the first majorly successful big budget movie that marvel did and that was niche because blade wasn't even a main character he had like some obscure appearance in another comic and somebody just went out on a limb and end up being a major success i mean the trilogy grows very well and the reboot is in the work so that's why you can never underestimate a niche character because we you can use blade as an example and how well blade did
2: i mean the guardians of the galaxy were hardly mainstream characters before their introduction i think they've learned that some of their minor characters end up being the most successful
1: Yeah, because Guardians was regarded by comic lovers as one of the worst comic franchises ever until they were given new life in terms of what the MCU did for them.
0: Honestly, I think the main reason why Blade did so well, I mean, like, is because a lot of people didn't know that Blade was, in fact, a comic book character. Like, you know, it worked so well as a movie, too,
2: right? Absolutely, I'm. I think actually they're trying to bring Blade back, aren't they?
1: In the yes. comics, or as they're in the movies. Doing a movie reboot, and they cast Mahershala Ali. People probably remember him from I can't think of the movie that just won the Oscar, but um, well-regarded actor. He's going to take Wesley Snipes' place. Mahershala right,
2: I've heard about that. I think it's an excellent choice. Wow,
0: well, it was Wesley Snipes. I told I was told
1: I totally thought it was uh, Jamie Foxx, but no. Yeah. Wow, it, and it's funny you mentioned about superhero movies. If he can achieve what he's trying to, he was interested in trying to bring Spawn back to the big screen, but that's been um, a challenge for a number of reasons. Mm, yeah, I can I can imagine why.
0: You know, speaking of niche Marvel superheroes, a- uh, ele- remember a lecture that wasn't that great.
1: I think we tried not to remember it, but please continue. Well,
0: that's all I want to say. If you want to talk about really, really bad superhero movies, then we can talk about Catwoman, the one with Halle Berry. Oh, no. (laughs) Not the basketball scene. Not the basketball scene.
1: Or if you want to go down memory lane, we can go as far back as the late 80s. How would the duck?
2: Uh, I think Catwoman just takes the cake there. I mean, she actually showed up to take the award for
1: worst film. (laughs) guys. And this can be another podcast episode. Maybe we just need to do a tournament amongst ourselves where we rate some of these bad superhero movies so we can come up with the definitive list.
0: Yes, that that would be much appreciated. Yeah, so let's... So, unfortunately, let's move on to the next topic. Cancer, which is what Chadwick Boseman died of. and uh i haven't really heard much in the way of future cancer treatments but uh, but i've also but i've heard that there's some breakthroughs in the way of using bee or wasp venom in order to kill breast cancer cells have you heard of any have you heard of any sort of like breakthroughs in medical technology
1: i think it's good that in lieu of Thats having to do the machine form of it at least i'm glad they have uh, basically medicine you can take that will have the same effect as chemotherapy so i think that helps because there's certain trepidation people may have about you know when it comes to machines and things of that nature when it comes to their medical treatment so that's always good anything that can help them be at ease with what they're dealing with
0: oh yeah absolutely what are you, any thoughts on this, Kay?
2: I think there's been a lot of development in the past few years and I think we're coming a long way towards real solutions.
0: that, that, is, that is good, that is good because I mean cancer can strike at any point in time, but you're pro- but we're, we're still fairly young, we're still in our 20s. We could definitely like just we could definitely make it a couple of years before we start to get hit the age where cancer becomes more common. And I would imagine that they'd have a lot of not necessarily a cure or anything like that, but a lot of options for treatment.
1: Like you know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Yes, we understand.
0: Yeah. That said, that said, if you're faced with something that you can you that is uncurable or and that your only option is to take these pills or go through a sort of procedure that extends your life by maybe a few years at most. What what would you do?
1: So are you talking in terms of our bucket list or what are you exactly asking?
0: Well I I'm asking if you would take that opportunity. It would like chemotherapy is infamously harsh on people. Like you know, people lose their hair, people like feel tired and it sounds like hell honestly.
1: For me, I would try medication first and chemo will be my last resort. That's just me.
0: Yeah. Fate. Yeah. If I were faced with something that I know that I won't survive, but I can only live a few more years, I might just not take it and just die right then and there, honestly. I wouldn't want to see my family suffer trying to watch
1: me struggle to live. You know what I'm saying? It's funny you mentioned that Starlogical because um, recently I was watching for the second time the um, series that Netflix recently acquired, Cobra Kai. And in season two on one of the episodes, the main character did that for a friend of his that was terminally ill. They re- They linked up with some of their buddies and they had one last wild night before he passed away in peace the next day. So it's something to think about in terms of those kind of decisions. What would you do if faced with this situation?
0: Yeah. Yeah. What would you do, Kay? I know it's a bit of a personal question, but what would you do if faced with this situation like this?
2: I think it really depends upon the survivability rates. Um I would probably try and fight stuff to the best of my ability. I would try and seek treatment quickly because that's Seems to be the key aspect of survivability in a lot of these cases.
0: Yeah, if I if I had a chance of survivability, I would take it. But you know, if I didn't have a chance of survivability, and my best chances of survivabilities are maybe extend my life for maybe a year or two, I'm not taking that. But if I had a chance to like, what even a one percent chance to you know survive, I would have to take that as a certain. I think as a certainty to. Give it my best, you know? hmm Yeah, so enough about this topic. Let's move on to the next one. Uh, things you've bought since the last podcast. Have you guys bought anything since the last podcast?
1: Uh, I got a pair of wireless Bluetooth headphones, and I'm on vacation next week, so I'm looking for, well, staycation. I'm not traveling anywhere just yet. So on my staycation, I'm going to start my adventure into the Persona universe when I start playing Persona 5. And I'll let you know how that goes on a future podcast.
2: Oh, boy. Persona. What about you, Kay? Uh, Well, first, I just want to ask, uh, what kind of
1: uh, headphones did you get? Uh, Sony. So I I expect good quality um, Sony wireless Bluetooth headphones.
0: Um, you know which model because they make a lot of those and some of the models are like really expensive, Not too.
1: off the top of my head. But these weren't one of their higher end models, these were fairly a solid price, so yeah. I didn't I know, go high end.
2: Uh, you, I know you've looked at the what were they, the uh W1000s.
0: I can't remember the model number before. Yeah, mine, the ones I have are the uh noise canceling ones, the WF1000XM3s. Yeah, Sony. Really likes naming their stuff after model numbers and not not actual product names. I don't know why. I suddenly shouldn't just fix that. But anyways, yeah, I've had those for a couple of years now. I I did a little video series on that. You want to check it out. The link's in the description below. But it's a little series on me buying stuff, liquidated stuff, and either repairing it or selling it. Or keeping it for myself.
2: I, I remember looking at those when I was shopping for wireless earbuds some time ago.
0: But I digress. Yeah, so I so there's a website called liquidation.com. I bought them several months ago from there. And it came in a pack of like twelve returned ones. Some of them worked, some of them didn't work. But I had to get some of them fixed. But I sold most of them, but I kept two. One from me, and one from my other my brother. And we made a profit. Anyways, that's not the topic. The topic is what i bought since the last
1: podcast. Um, If you don't mind as we're talking about headphones, I would encourage callers to consider investing in a good pair of wireless because I don't know if others are going to follow the trend that Samsung is... Well, they probably will, but I know Samsung now they don't have headphone jacks anymore. You basically use the same place you would um, plug in your charge. That's how you plug in headphones now. So if you want to have another option, it's good to have a good wireless pair.
0: Oh, man. The headphone jack. That's, a, that's, that's another can of worms that I don't want to talk about right now, but next time. That's a video in itself. That, that's a video in itself, yes. Speaking of which, yeah, things I have bought. I bought a um, – uh, so I have a microphone already. It's called the uh, Zoom H2N. It's a portable microphone, but it has really good sound quality. Like and I plug just I just plug it into my computer. That's what I use to record all of my videos. Well, most of them anyways. And okay. so as I bought
1: as, you, as long as you don't start singing, star logical. Come on now. You know you know you want to hear
0: it. Now speaking of which, I bought a uh, recent I very recently, today actually, I bought a sort of monitor I bought a sort of like microphone arm. It clamps onto your desk, and I can screw my microphone in. And I bought a pop filter too. And hopefully that'll be where that'll be in my computer area, where I do a lot of my video editing and stuff, post production work.
2: Um, what kind of microphone do you use? That because pop filters, from my understanding, are going to have a very different impact based on the microphone
0: type. Uh, well, I have a Zoom H2n. Let me type that in for you guys. Thank you. So, yeah, it has a it has a wind it has a wind uh, filter already, but I need a pop filter for, you know, just the poppiness, you know? And uh, I also bought the limited edition version of Odin's Fear of year. Like the just the I have the like not the game itself, just the limited editions contents for like 20 bucks. It was really awesome. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Speaking of which, Alroy, you have a PS4, right? I certainly do. You should play Odin Sphere Leicestershire. I think you would really like the game. Vanillaware makes extremely good games.
1: I have to add that to my list of um, games to play
0: like uh like do do you know our mutual friend delphi of course yeah he he speed runs it and he loves the game too, yeah, so if I can get maybe I'll get delphi in here to join us
1: one day and in, in reference to the sony headphones i ha- i got it's the w h c h five ten the what now? You want? Can you type that in for us, please?
0: Um, sure. Yeah, I'll I'll keep that in mind too. Add to add these descriptions. Wow, that's not memorable at all. Come on, Sony. Anyways, let's move on to the next topic. Um, what was the next topic again? Oh yeah, it's Buying used goods on eBay, Craigslist, Facebook, Marketplace, etc. What are your thoughts on that? Have you bought anything used?
1: When I was in the world of academia, I did. They were called textbooks. But um in reference to the topic, I know you're talking about technology. Well, it can be anything, really. Yeah, I, I mean, heck, I've bought used textbooks. It's nothing wrong if you know who um, know it's in good condition and it's going to serve its purpose. But it's one of those things that I'm very careful about and I'm going to do my diligence to research before I go that route.
0: Oh, boy. Yeah. So I bought a number of things used, actually like actually my xbox 1 that i got like basically unlaunched year i'm not sure how he got i'm not sure how the guy could sell it at $200 but he did it didn't come with any power cables but that that was easily remedied i might not ask too many questions about that yeah i'm not going to because i think i know what happened but i don't want to say it anyways i bought that used i also bought my ps4 used like 2 years later and bloodborne and that's basically all I use my PS4
1: for—playing Bloodborne. Hmm. So you use it seems and, to be used for Bloodborne, and it's your Blu-ray player. Um, yeah. I mean, I own Injustice too on it, but I rarely play that nowadays. Speaking like, of, I it, rarely... speaking of Injustice, I don't know if it still is, but they were—that was free at one point not that long ago. Yeah, Injustice One was free on Steam. I played a lot of Injustice 1.
0: I mean, Green Lantern. And Zod. Were
2: you uh, inspired by the Ryan
0: Reynolds film?
1: (laughs) Burn! Oh,
0: man. I, I thought we were saving that for... A tournament video, you know what I'm saying? Worst video worst
1: oh yeah. My super- oh, yeah. uh, yeah, credits due. K got the first burn of the night, ladies and gentlemen. Let's give it up for K. That was a oh. great burn.
0: Uh yeah, so there's a lot of stuff I bought on used and you know, yeah, it, it just requires being savvy. It requires being good. It's perfectly valid. And in fact the graphics card of my computer we'll get to graphics card later. The com- I- my- I bought that used for two
2: hundred dollars. I feel like there's nothing wrong with buying electronics
0: used. You just kind of have to know what you're getting into. Yeah. So yeah. So let me. So I have a few tips for our users. One, makes read the description carefully, because I remember this happened several years ago, but uh, people would just sell PS3 boxes. On, like, well, any console boxes on eBay, and you know, people sell them for almost as much as the console itself. And like, student people just like buy them up because they think, oh, well, it's a PS4 on launch and it's not sold out. And you know what? It's not, it's a box. So, do read the description. Number two, if you have access to this guy's like contact information, which you most likely will on Craigslist or Facebook. Do ask for like a demonstration to see if it works. Don't take their word for it. And three, try to negotiate price. Try to negotiate the prices. Mm. Some, t- some people will say it's firm, but you just
1: have to try it anyways. It's logical. You mind if I add a fourth tip? Oh, go for it. As much as possible... Avoid in person meetings until you know for certain you're going to engage in a transaction because you never know when it could be a trap.
0: Yeah, uh, and yes, also bring someone else with you. Always bring people with you. Like I wouldn't say bring like five people because that might seem like you're gonna gang up on them, but like bring like a backup buddy. Bring someone I don't and I, I wouldn't say bring a weapon, but like maybe
1: bring like a knife or something, just in case. Pepper spray. Let, let, let's not go too, too far. Experience. I don't think
0: we need to go into the intricacies of
1: this. Okay, that's, that's fine. That's a whole other
0: issue. That's fine. That's fine. So let's move on to the next topic of the day. NVIDIA just announced, about two days ago I believe, the new RTX 3000 series graphics cards. So for those of you who have never gamed on, who have never played a video game on PC before, graphics cards are basically necessary in order to run pc games well or at all really and uh have you guys seen the have you guys seen the live stream i've seen some of the data from it
1: i have not seen the live stream but i've read about the capabilities of these game cards (laughs) So essentially it's as if consoles
0: just caught up to PC
1: and Nvidia is like
0: nope and slaps the consoles back down.
2: Well that's always historically happened to a certain degree.
0: Yeah, that is true. That's true. But it's supposed to be a much bigger like leap in performance than we've ever seen before. Like I saw a lot tech tips video. He claims that it hasn't been seen since like 2002 this leap in performance. And also, you can get RTX 2080 Ti performance. A card that, for reference, launched at, like, $1,200. You can get the same level of performance with an RTX 3070
1: for $500. That's something you may want to
0: link in the description. Uh yeah I will I will um like would you know, like graphs or like a pre order plate page because they're not gonna take they're not taking pre orders
1: well at least maybe somehow access so people can read up on it if they may be interested None wrong with having information
0: I'll link I'll link Linus's video in the description below as well just to remind me on that too and also yeah I mean do you plan on upgrading your graphics cards and your computers I know Alroy doesn't really have a gaming desktop but uh, what about UK Uh, not at this time.
2: I really haven't seen much need to upgrade any of my setup right now.
0: Uh, what what are you running on your desktop, if I may ask?
2: Uh, I'm running a 1060 still. Well, one of the 1060s that had, uh, six gigabytes in it.
0: Oh, yeah, that that's annoying. That was annoying. They they should have just, like, separated the designations. Maybe, like, a... 1060 Ti or something.
2: Maybe, but I've really haven't run into too many games where it's been an
0: issue yet. Yeah. I I'm running my 1070, and I mean it's still going pretty well, though. I'm I mean, I'm really tempted to upgrade. Maybe if only to just review it on the channel, but I think it'd be a worthy upgrade. I, th- I think it's a worthy upgrade because when the 20 when the 2000 series came out it wasn't a compelling upgrade at all and nvidia also like basically doubled the prices of all the graphics cards for no good reason
1: and
2: yeah the prices of the last generation kind of hurt them more than anything i think
0: absolutely absolutely like i understand that this part of this was I understand that part of this was uh, fueled by Bitcoin and whatnot, which we can talk about later, but I think a lot. But I think that the Bitcoin, the Bitcoin market crashed before the 2000 series came out, did it not? I think it was at around the same time,
2: off the top of my head.
1: Yeah, but we all know cryptocurrency made a major resurgence, but that's definitely a topic to itself, cryptocurrency. Oh, well, yeah, I suppose It'll, it is. It's-
0: it's no, it's it's not going to be anywhere as big of a boom as it was, like a couple of years ago. I don't think so. Speaking of which, yeah, the, I mean, yeah, I get I get that Bitcoin influenced the prices of the twenty series, but at the same time, yeah, Nvidia should have just lowered the prices. And speaking of which, have you guys seen like RTX demonstrations? Have you seen it, uh, Alroy or K? I've seen them. Yes, and I, they look great. Don't get me wrong, and you know, next-generation consoles are supposed to have them too. But I feel, but that ray tracing definitely was not worth the uh, the hike in price.
2: I would agree. The ray tracing was; it felt like a little bit of icing that doubled the
0: cost on a lot of things. Mm. And speaking of which. There, they it seems like they got rid of the 2080 Ti. Oh, well, 80 Ti designations of the cards instead are going straight for the 90s, as in they're releasing a RTX 3090 for 1200, I believe, or was it 1400? I forget.
2: I mean, that kind of makes sense, and it kind of follows with Intel taking features from the i7 and creating the i9 processors so i guess they're kind of matching that.
0: Yeah, and so are you going to buy one of those $1400 graphics cards? Absolutely not. I'm I'm really tempted to, but I know that it's not worth it for me. If the only like my big recommendation would be if you ever decide to build a PC, uh, for all for my audience of course wait till the 3070 comes out and buy that or if you've been following the used market speaking of used goods people are starting to dump their 2080 Ti's on like ahead of time for like literally less than half price and it's amazing L- like like, have you seen that? Have you seen that K? I really
2: haven't been looking, but I imagine it would happen. I would caution people about used graphics cards to a certain degree, because some of them have been
0: abused, to say the least. And uh, I mean, to I mean, sure, to some extent, I would. You know, just. Oh no, I'm not saying you shouldn't get one. I'm just saying, just be a little cautious. Uh, overall,
2: they are. When people are dumping them for the new generation is an excellent time to buy. I, I would agree with you completely.
0: And uh, what about you, I'm, uh, Elroy? Uh, do you ever plan on building your own PC at some point?
1: That is a project that I am going to endeavor in, but it's not um, something that a press need right now. Well, you know, I would love to help you out. I would also love to help you
0: out in person, too, because, you know. I, I I don't know if you guys know this or not, but I kn- I knew these guys in real life in college. And you know, I, and you know, Kev, I mean, uh, K and uh, K and I could help. And there's a ton of other people that we know in our circle of friends that knows how to build PCs and stuff. And and it doesn't have even have to be like a thousand dollar computer like mine. Or how much did you spend on your computer, K?
2: Um. Uh, that's
0: about the amount I
2: spent.
0: You can build cheaper computers for like seven hundred or eight hundred, and you can even build right. them like console size too if you want. And then now they like now there's like a huge influx of like console sized uh, cases. Or if you really wanted to go DIY, you could disassemble like an old console and stuff a computer in there. And that, and uh, do you think you do you think you'd ever do that at some point? Any of you guys, um,
2: take an old computer and rebuild it, so to speak. You mean?
0: No, like take an old like video game console, like an Xbox original Xbox, or like a PS2 or a GameCube, like, and it doesn't. And you can do it. In, you can even do it in like non-working condition too. In fact. If you're going to do that, I would recommend buying one of those in, like, a non-working condition. And, like, gutting the thing completely and replacing the, like, internal hardware with PC hardware. I've been tempted to do that
2: in the past. And if I were to set up kind of a smaller PC for my television or something, I would probably do something like that just for the fun of it. Absolutely. Do you
1: think you would do something like that, Elroy? Like, maybe... Me personally would I do it? Probably not, but I wouldn't mind um bearing witness to seeing something like that. It would be interesting it would be an interesting undertaking.
0: Yeah, I, I've seen Linus Tech Tips actually do it with an original Xbox, by the way. It was a lot of it was a lot of work, surprisingly. And he even had to cut a DVI port off of a graphics card in order to get it to fit in there. It was it was insane.
1: Sound like we got another video ideas. DIY um tech tips during COVID.
0: DIY with Y being spelled W H Y.
1: I was about to say I've
2: <laughs> seen plenty of that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, maybe we can get together. We can do it. So yeah, so that's definitely something as we're stationary, we need to find ways to um, keep ourselves productive and not focus on the fact that it's not much going on on the outside, but make the most of our environment. Yeah, like a sleeper Pete, like a sleeper like
0: a sleeper car. Speaking of which, let's move on to the next topic. Yandare Simulator. Do you guys know what that is? I do. What about you? Somewhat, but please expand. So, for those of you who don't know, Yandare Simulator is a game where you play as a girl, an anime girl, I should mention, named Yandare Chen. And And essentially, you have a boy that you're interested in. His name is uh, Senpai, I think, and you have to essentially kill all the other girls that he interacts with stealthily. It's like Hitman, but like
1: anime. So somewhat, this is like a loosely reverse Scott Pilgrim. Uh, I can see it described that way. It's yeah, it's,
2: it's a running trope in anime. Yes,
1: and it's, and it's, it's funny. A- and this will be for another episode, but they are trying to make an anime sequel to Scott Pilgrim, but. I know. We'll talk about that another time. huh I, I haven't heard of that yet. Uh, you want like that? You want to link me to that? Um, sure, sure. All
0: right, yeah. So, anyways, Yandere Simulator is all about that, and Yandere Simulator, among other things, is infamous for its developer, Yandere Dev, shortened to Yandev, and. He's known for basically just not working on his game at all, and he spends a lot of his time streaming other games that he's playing instead of working on his own, and which is kind of disingenuous because he has a Patreon where he takes money from people to, you know, basically develop his game.
2: And this has been an ongoing saga for years.
0: Yes, and in fact. Uh... A couple of months ago, I believe there were two programmers who decided to make from scratch their own version of Yandere Simulator, which is, which was allegedly better than what the current version is. Well, uh, and I don't remember the I don't remember the full story on that. Do you remember, Kay? I know that.
2: Largely, they uh, used many of the same assets because, if I remember correctly, Yandere Simulator uses a lot of um, um, Unity assets that were purchased. So they were able to use a lot of the same character models and so forth for their game because they were purchased from a third party.
0: Tell me, all the character designs are like purchased models are not like
2: actually designed characters. I don't think all of them are, but I think the main character, or at least some of the major characters of the game, where uh, were
0: purchased Unity assets. Bull crap! I can't believe that. that That's so dis. That's so slimy and disingenuous. Like, I understand like some struggling developers use bot assets, and I mean, I mean, and it's a good way to demo some things. But I feel as though like. And I guess, like, some used assets aren't bad, but, like, making your main character a used, like, a bot asset, that's, ugh. I don't know how to describe it. What are your thoughts on this, Elroy?
1: Well, personally, I'm not the biggest fans of those games, which are basically, like, simulator-type games of this nature because I feel that there's a lot of innuendo involved and you could go down a rabbit hole that you'll pretty much um, be stuck in, unfortunately.
0: Yeah, yeah. Speaking of uh, simulators, I got one of our good friends, Dynamite, uh, hooked on to Artificial Academy several years ago.
1: Dum-dum-dum. I I think Kane knows all
0: about this. Oh, I do, unfortunately.
1: (laughs) And yet, it's a rabbit hole.
0: it's, It's a huge rabbit hole. And, uh... Yeah, so the actual news is that he actually updated his game. Yandaradev actually updated his game with a rival character now. Mm-hmm.
2: Supposedly the first of many.
0: Yes, the first of many. Wow. Man, is this guy ever gonna So let's do let's do like a let's do a raffle right now. And you can submit yours in the comments below. When do you think? Yandere Dev will complete his game. You can be as vague as like a year, or you can be as specific as like a certain day. If
2: we're saying according to the original definition of what he considered complete, with the number of rivals and content he originally promised, I don't think that's ever going to happen.
0: I, mean, I don't think so either. That's why we're taking that's why we're taking bets right now. But if he just said, but we can also take into account that he might just go up and he might just release a version and be like, oh, it's complete now. Realistically, I think that's what's going to happen. And I, I would give him maybe five years tops. 2025. I think
2: it will probably happen before then that he'll throw in the towel because at a certain point, he's simply not going to have the money to continue.
0: People still pay his Patreon, though. They do, but it's been decreasing, I believe. Thank goodness. Like, he should have just finished the game and sold it the way she just sold it. Come on.
2: I have kind of looked into this, and I feel like he... His largest mistake was not working with the company that offered to work with him, and did for a time.
0: Um, Wait, what company offered to work with him again? Tiny Build, I believe. Wow, that's disappointing. Tiny Build's very reputable. What happened to my understanding,
2: and I might be wrong on this, was that TinyBuild took a look at his work and said, we're going to take your ideas and kind of turn you into the ideas guy and just do all the coding ourselves. And he didn't exactly agree with that
0: arrangement. I would have taken it. The guy can barely code. I mean,
2: mean, that seems kind of the perfect arrangement. I mean, I... somebody else is better at the intricacies of your work, but is willing to just take your ideas and run with it. And I don't see how any there's any offense there, but it is what it is at this point.
0: I mean the game's not even like trademarked or copyrighted or anything. People can literally people can just make a better version. Like those two people that I alluded to earlier. In fact, I think when they announced that they could do it. Yandere Dev basically, like, threatened to kill himself or something like that. There
2: was some drama. There was also a, I believe, a fan-made game that has, at this point, no longer considers itself a fan-made game and, uh, because it has, to my understanding, surpassed the original
0: now. Oh, that's pretty sweet. Maybe you should... Maybe we'll give it a whirl on the channel. I love these little, like, obscure little gems. So let's uh, move on to the next topic, Elon Musk and the microchips in the brain. So Alroy actually submitted this topic, and I'm going to let him lead this topic.
1: Elon Musk. Yes, He's everyone else. Behind Tesla, the guy who wants to do commercial flight to space in um, one of his more recent technological endeavors he has developed a microchip he wants to mass market that will be implanted into your brain amongst the selling points for this device is he said that it would enable those who have disabilities to be able to perform certain tasks they wouldn't ordinarily do now the concern is anytime you insert anything like that to the brain or even have a surgery during the brain is very high risk so the question you got to ask in terms of technology being able to implant be able to be implanted to the brain, what kind of issues could be caused, and also what could happen if someone was able to hack into said technology? Basically, they could literally do mind control, literally. So it's just something to think about. There's a lot of risk in terms of pulling off an endeavor like this.
0: I
2: don't see this getting federal approval simply due to the reason of the um, inductive charging on it kind of okay so it has in effect wireless charging on a device that would be installed into your brain this closely well at least has a vague mimicry of what is an actual medical treatment which is you know things like for parkinson's and for depression where they uh induce electric charges in the brain Without a real reason to do this, or any good hard data which they have been so far unable to provide, there's significant risk to just running electricity into the brain.
0: It causes all
2: sorts of problems.
0: I can imagine. I can imagine. You you were basically controlled by electricity. Just very, very small doses of it. Let's be
1: realistic. Elon Musk would be the one that would attempt such a feat. I I swear, it feels like we're
0: talking about Elon Musk every other episode.
1: He's kind of a hot topic in
0: technology. (laughs) Absolutely, absolutely. Elon Musk is He's a he's a software. Yeah. He's a software guy, and I understand where he's coming from. He likes, he has all these like ideas, and he's smart enough to Execute them too, which is you know a good thing. We need someone like we need someone like an Elon Musk. We need like a modern day mad scientist. But at I, the same time, though, I mean, like he introdu- he's introducing a lot of stuff.
1: To I'm us. not sure mad scientist would be the word I would want to particularly you.
0: I mean, come on, the tr- Tesla is like the board of directors have been trying to kick him out for years because he's basically like a loose cannon for better or worse.
2: he has been uh, limited in his role in the company by the uh, SEC
0: yeah my yeah my man tesla my man uh, elon tesla <laughs> elon musk he uh, he he said a lot of stuff recently he want he expresses interest in wanting to make anime cat girls real in a tweet and also like smoked a bunch of marijuana on a radio show too
1: well, this whole thing about anime catgirls, girls, we don't want a repeat of the book, The Island of Dr. Moreau. Um Kay and Starlogical, Logical, do you catch that reference? I haven't read the book, sorry. But Kay, are you familiar with the book, The Island of Dr. Moreau? Uh not particularly no. Well, essentially in the book, um there was a crazy scientist that had an island where he did these experimentations where he combined animals and humans and basically had these humanoid, had these animal humanoids that ran the island and it was just all kinds of chaos ensued from his experimentation because he him, saw himself as being benevolent, but he ended up doing more harm than good in terms of what he had created. And basically, he had reached the point of no return essentially.
0: Hmm.
1: That does sound interesting. I might have to give it a shot. It's also a very cheesy uh, film just, as well. Go ahead and type the name of the book. It's a film as well.
0: Yeah, It kind of reminds me of uh, this one episode of *Triassic Horror on The Simpsons where they're invi- where the Simpsons are invited to Dr. Hibbert's private island. But it turns out Dr. Hibbert's this mad
1: scientist that creates half, uh, half animals, half humanoids. That's essentially the plot. It was a reference to the island of Dr. Moreau. Oh! So, familiar with it. Oh, I guess I am familiar
0: with it. I just but never if caught the you reference that,
1: uh, You can watch the film or you can read the book, Um, but that's one. That's for another time. Yeah, that
0: is for another time. Uh, but I wouldn't say cat girl, like anime cat girls are on the same level as cat-human hybrids. They, they would just be humans, but with cat ears, with like anime cat ears.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But yeah. Speaking of which, let's all right. Let's move on. Let's uh, I, microchips in the brain. It's it's a dangerous topic because, like as you said, people can hack into it. And if the U. S. and if the U. S. were ever to approve of it, the U. S. would just have a backdoor into your brain, and it would just be used for tracking. Not just by the U. S. by basically every tech company that ever exists. And they would have a dr- and yeah, assuming that. And, yeah, you know, they would just have a direct feed of everything. You know, everything you're looking at, everything you're hearing, everything you're thinking.
1: It could be the birth of, well, Big Brother, as we speak. It won't be the birth of Big Brother. Big Brother is already here. Well, it'll be just, uh, it'll be something else, too.
0: It'll, well, it'll be the empowerment of Big Brother. Big Brother would be more powerful than he's ever been. It'll be 1984. But
1: you gotta understand, we're moving in that direction because I'm very skeptical of the smart contact lenses that they develop that gives you supposed to give you, you know basically super I'll pass. that's just me personally.
0: Oh yeah, if you're a pri- if you're privacy conscious, yeah. But people nowadays aren't privacy conscious. Uh, Like, millennials, like, our generation, we're millennials, by the way. Like, we're born in the 90s, but we're still millennials. Don't let anyone ever tell you that you're not a millennial. I know know someone that believes that he's not a millennial, but he is. mm. Speaking of which, uh, speaking of which,
1: our generation doesn't even really value privacy. I would say that's up for discussion, depending on the topic.
0: Yeah, let's talk... Privacy is another discussion, but I just want to say that a lot of people don't value privacy the way they used to in the past. And, you know, Edward Snowden's whole thing, like, blew over, and you know what happened? Nothing happened, because no one cared. Well, I wouldn't say no one cared, but most people don't care. Like, think about it. Do you ever read the EULA? Do you ever read the... uh, terms and services do you pour through every page
1: of it well no not every page no
2: you're talking to the wrong guy if you expect uh, me not to read things that i'm handed to sign
1: i mean you're
0: an accountant though so i understand where you're coming from yeah so i mean yeah it's it's like you could be turned into a human sent ipad if you've ever watched south park
1: so yeah. so listen the audience Add that to our list of avenues that we need to explore in terms of what can you do to maximize your privacy on technology. Some practical tips from us.
0: Uh, a lot of my privacy-focused things are more, my privacy-focused efforts are more towards advertisements. If I'm, not, if, I'm like making, if I'm not making money off of the data I give them, then I'm not going to give them any data. I think that, sh- that, that should be the
1: status quo. Indeed, and I think we can definitely explore the topic even deeper, too, in terms of what this really means, especially now. Yes, but uh, I think
0: we should move on,
1: and let's move on to the next topic. Emulation. Do you guys play games through emu- like emulators? It's funny. One of my um, best gaming memories was the Resolver emulator. And I know you remember Starlogical. You weren't around, Kay, but um, Starlogical, you can remember at our hangout in college. I played Pokemon Gold for the first time and you remember I fought the infamous Whitney.
0: Pokemon Gold, you
1: said? Yes, and remember I made it to Whitney's gym. I fought the infamous Whitney and the first time I actually somehow I was lucky enough to run through her, but when I played her the second go round, well, I met my met the fate that everybody else did. Uh I mean that Gold, excuse me, Silver, sorry. Yeah,
0: yeah, I um didn't have a lot of issue with uh, Whitney personally. I, I know I know of the issue. Sometimes she would wreck me, but most of the time I didn't have a, a huge issue with her. Let me guess, you used gasoline and Curse, didn't you? Um, well I
1: liked Ghosts. I like Ghost Pokemon. They're the coolest type of Pokemon, obviously. So probably But um not to dabble too far off or of for size, the reason that was my best memorial emulation is it introduced me to my personal Pokemon partner of choice. The other destroyer, the Great Mill Tank. I heard that pun.
0: Ugh. Yeah. So, uh, but what are your thoughts? So, yeah. Do you, do you believe emulators are legal? I know by definition they are, but do you believe that they are? Nintendo doesn't seem to believe so.
2: Technically, Nintendo provides an emulator.
1: Yeah, for the people that have a uh, Switch. Is that, only, is that on Switch and Switch Lite or just Switch Lite? It's on both,
2: the um, okay. NES and Super Nintendo. I've used it myself. It's actually quite a nice
1: emulator. And they yeah. actually give you some really nice games because you even get to play the rare Star Fox 2.
0: Nintendo's been using emulators since the Wii days. Well, actually, no, the GameCube days, if you count uh, Animal Crossing on the GameCube. <laughs> Yeah, oh, yeah net- I
2: remember that. I remember those games. That was, and you could even um, plug in a Game Boy Advance and upload it to that and uh, play it on that Game Boy Advance for a while, if I remember correctly.
1: Oh, man. I think the question of emulators may be depend on whose hands they're in because they can be very useful, because that's a very welcome experience on Switch the fact that you can play some of the gems that Nintendo have provided us for the years, and you don't have to rebuy the game. And they even offer save spots, so that's very convenient. So it's definitely something useful in consoles to consider. But, I mean, who wouldn't want to play Crash Bandicoot on PS5 through emulation and not have to buy the game again?
0: Well... Emula- emulation historically I mean don't get me wrong a lot of people like to use emulators but use their own copies of the games but emulation historically has been a huge avenue for piracy but the like, don't get like let's not mistake that people people get emulators to pirate games to play these old games that they don't own and while i understand that like companies might have a neck. They might remaster these games one day, or some, or some crap like that. And I think the, I think the truth is that we need emulation, and I guess to a degree piracy, in order to be able to preserve these games,
1: right? And to give an example to what you're speaking to, Starlogical. Now I know you remember when myself and another friend of ours played this. There was a very obscure, um, Japanese arcade game. Ninja baseball Batman something. Oh come on, you you just want to steal my shine, but yeah. <laughs> oh, it's what he's gonna do. I will. I will provide a link too for those that weren't familiar. But the reason that I found out about this game is a friend of ours was watching a VGN video, and he was like, "I saw this really cool game called a- Ninja Baseball Batman." But the problem was, it was only mainly exclusive to Japanese arcades and. I don't even know if there were 20 North American arcades that had the game. So we played it via MAME, and the game was as great as advertised. So if they ever remastered it, would be well worth it. But like I said, I'll provide a link to some of the gameplay from it. But it's definitely one of those underappreciated jewels you may not see.
0: I mean, who made the game, though? I mean, they might not even be in like business anymore.
1: I will tell you in just a second.
0: Because if they're not in business anymore, then who who owns the
1: IP? IRAM Corporation, now they're known as Iram Software Engineering.
0: Um do they still make games nowadays?
1: That might be important. That might be an important distinction. But um Star Logical, you like SMUP. Some Something that you should know is they're the ones that were behind archetype.
0: Yes, R type. Yes, it's it's a classic. It's a classic. In the genre, and you know, no console is complete without its own R type port. Let's be let's be. Quite
1: but frank. the last game I'm throwing a reference for was in 2011. So unfortunately, I'm not sure if Irom is still in the game making business.
0: So personally, my favorite shmup is Darius Gaiden. It's not pronounced Darius Gaiden. It's pronounced Darius Gaiden, it's like the old um, uh, Persian king. And it's um, it's um, it's an amazing game. It's like it's probably the one of the best looking like two D games like ever made, honestly. And I mean, it's uh, it's an extremely difficult shmup too, because basically, whenever you get a power up, and whenever you get a power up in a level that increases your main firepower, the game like ramps up in difficulty for that level, and it's actually insane and you know speaking of ramping up uh, do you, how do you feel about you know retro elitists that believe that playing on hardware is the only way to play these games like what do you guys think of these, those guys
2: i mean i imagine there's differences but emulators have come a long way and i say this is someone who usually does play the game on the old hardware just because i have a lot of old hardware
0: And uh, well, what do you think? And what do you think, Alroy? What do you think about hardware versus emulation?
1: Being the person here that probably loves arcades the most, there's nothing I can appreciate more than good hardware, but it doesn't have to be the end all. Because like I said, and I did find and I'm going to um, post the link um, here. I found the website for Ninja Baseball Batman. But anyhow, if it wasn't for emulation, I would never have even been introduced to the game. So you gotta think of how hard it is to even find a cabinet to play it on. While I personally enjoy the cabinet, it helps for some of those games that you know almost like it's almost like it's a legend. Does this really even exist?
0: Yeah, I understand. And you know, some games are prohibitively expensive to
1: buy. Like Earthbound is at least a hundred dollars minimum. Well, let me say this for our audience and my friends here who I invite to this every year, hint hint. If you want an experience where you get to experience 80 cabinets of arcade games from all kinds of decades from the 70s to contemporary times, there is an event called MagFest where one of the main draws is they have an arcade before the duration of the convention is free play. Hmm. So you're talking pinball machines, arcade cabinets, All kinds of games, classics, games you may never heard of, popular multiplayer games now, like Killer Queen, all of those are offered. Do they have any of the
0: um, uh, modern Japanese arcade games like that run on Nessica Live hardware?
1: It's something that I cannot remember. But if you go to their website, I'm sure through contact information, they could definitely um, tell you. But let me let me let me hold on. Let me um rephrase that. Disclaimer: The arcade cabinets they get are ones that people donate. They own companies or people own, so they donate and they basically, I think, get free admission to the event for allowing them to borrow their machine. Okay,
0: all right. I thought of, I've thought about making my own, very own arcade machine. It would obviously be run on emulation, but you know, it would just be like a PC inside of like an arcade like style cabinet you know and it would have buttons and a joystick in a two-player side Ah, oh, dude you know it be sweet though if i made my own six-person cabinet because have you ever played the six-person version of the x-men up by konami i believe i have man talking about man i man my arcade my arcade had that and that machine was
1: always occupied it was so awesome i played it so many times, but I remember when I finally beat the game, Friend of another friend of my friend of ours, and I beat it. And we thought we were done. Next thing you know, the game restarts from the beginning. We're like, we're not doing this. It, it took us two hours. We're not doing this again.
2: A lot of old arcade games would simply start at the beginning again. I remember the um, G.I. Joe game would do that as well.
1: I might need to play that. I didn't even know about this G.I. Joe game. A lot of a lot of old
0: shmups, a lot of like shmups do this too. I'm uh, Dodonpachi. I think I've told you about this in, in college, but
1: uh, oh, I played, set, you see me play Dodonpachi and struggle through it. Don't remind me.
0: Uh, so yeah, so there's five levels normally. And, Wait, no, it was Dodonpachi. I was and, playing. Uh, if Toho. you, I'm sorry, do certain requirements. There's what are you playing? Toho. Oh, no. Don't, don't, don't get me on Staranto. That's another video on itself, but uh, let's talk but, but let's talk about the superior shmup. Dota Apache. So oh. there's normally five levels in, Dota, in the original Dota Apache, and, Pachi. and uh, essentially, if you complete certain requirements, you get to do a second run of the game, and you get to fight a second harder run of the game, and you get to fight the true final boss. So it's basically a requirement to beat the game. Like, beat beat the game and I think one of the requirements was uh, you can't die and you can't use a bomb and you can't use any bombs and you have to collect hidden B-metals throughout the level too and uh, I managed to make it to the second the second loop without dying but uh, once I got to the second loop I started dying like left and right it's, it's, it's crazy Anyway, so let's move on to the next topic, visual novels. Can you really
1: call them games? Say they should be considered games because some people may remember to choose your own adventure books. That's essentially what it is in gaming form in terms of there's a series of choices that um, dictate the series of events that will unfold. So it's a game in a sense is it for everybody? No, it's more a niche, but yes, I say it definitely should be considered a game. What about you, Kay?
2: I mean, I feel they would absolutely be considered games.
0: Uh, yeah, I, uh, well, I guess it really just depends on the visual novel itself. Uh well just your average visual novel with choices I mean yeah sure I don't see why I don't see why not but there are some visual novels where you don't make choices like Nekopara you make absolutely zero choices in that game I and I'm not I'm not willing I'm not convinced that that should really even be considered one honestly
2: Hey you have the choice of whether or not you should shake the window around.
0: Oh yeah, oh yeah, that's that's an option. I man, that's I, <laughs> man. I, I, I can't there's
1: even. Channel. There's a friend of ours that knows no, this the visual novel expert. Too bad he's not on.
0: Uh yeah. Too bad he's not on. Uh, and I uh, hmm, maybe I should invite him one day and have him talk about visual novels. A visual novel focused episode.
1: I would suggest it be a topic.
0: All right, that's fine. And we can also add shoes to the topic, too, while we're (laughs) at (laughs) it. Yes, but... uh, That was an inside joke to our audience. Yes, well, you'll you'll learn what it is later. Uh, Speaking of which, let's move on to our final topic. Super Mario's 35th anniversary was today and they come up with a bunch of announcements too have you guys seen it yet
1: i need to take a look at these i've seen
0: it so there's a top so there's a couple of games that have been announced uh today actually so one of which is uh like a like a weird mario kart like ar slash like toy slash video game ish thing And it looks pretty cool, actually. I might, I might want. I it would be super. It would be really sweet if you could like rig up some like tracks,
1: mm. you know. I just wish there was some way Nintendo and the company that was doing the Mario Kart racing would come to an agreement. So that'd be something I could um, add to my list to do in Japan. But here we are.
0: The Mario Kart, like the like actual Mario Karting with the with like real go karts.
1: Well, they had something like that in Japan, but because of copyright issues, they had to put a stop to it because Nintendo was none too happy about it. But a lot of tourists used to take part in it. But yes, you basically could dress up as the. Um, well, I mean, Nintendo's welcome. Race. Whoa, that rights to do that. That would be pretty sweet though if they had one like that. Uh, so yeah, that's much... why I say it would be nice if they made a compromise, but basically it got shut down. So yeah,
0: I think the big announcement was uh, the is the release of. Well, there's actually a couple of big announcements. Uh, One is that Super Mario All Stars is on the the, uh, Nintendo Switch via Virtual Console. Well, is it called Virtual Console anymore? I have no idea what it's called anymore. I don't know, but anyways, the point is, I uh, actually, I actually owned a copy of Super Mario All Stars, and not just that too; it was also like a single cartridge, and it was bundled with. Super Mario World as well, which is like, damn. All these all these great
1: Mario games we have. Yes, but just remember, Super Mario 2 don't eat no purple mushroom. I I think they made um, uh, the Lost Levels a lot easier on the so, Super Nintendo version. So the, the NES the- version, you can't I, I've played it. I, I own it on
0: the Super Nintendo, dude.
1: No, I was going to ask, did you have the actual original one on NES, or you just played the one on Super Nintendo? Uh,
0: I had a couple of Japanese Famicom games, but no. Uh, but I have played the original. I have played the original Mario Bros. 2. So one of the big differences is that, per, is that poison mushrooms look literally almost the exact same as like a normal mushroom. Mm. And the color difference is like so, like, so subtle, you wouldn't even know. Like, the first mushroom you see is a poison mushroom too, and it's, it's the worst. It's the worst feeling ever, man. And also, um, uh, we had a mutual friend, the same mutual friend uh, that you played Ninja Batman Baseball. Uh, anyways, Ninja
1: Baseball Batman.
0: Yes, the same mutual friend. Um, uh, he claims he beat the lost levels, but I told him that there were actually like four other worlds that weren't included in his port. And so he had to revoke his completed status. And man, you should have seen his face. It was hilarious. Well,
1: to his credit, he still is the Galaga king, because anytime at our hangout, if anybody got the high score, he shattered it without breaking a sweat.
0: Ah, uh, Galaga,
1: Galaga. Galaga. So like we'd definitely be nice to have him on a, especially when we do, hint, hint, the retro gaming episode, it's definitely somebody we want to consult with. But like I said, he's the best guy to play. We know.
0: Well, you know, he's barely online in Discord anymore. It's hard to it's hard to get a hold of him. I'd have to. We'll arrange something. Yeah, you can arrange something possibly. Speaking of which, uh, well, they announced that they also announced uh, Super Mario 3D World uh, and an expansion is coming to the Switch.
1: But here's a question I have for you guys, and maybe this might be something that got by me, as we talk about Mario. Was there ever an official sequel to Super Mario World? Yeah, it was called uh, Super Mario World 2, Yoshi's Island. But wasn't that more of a prequel? Cause wasn't Mario a baby on the game?
2: Baby Mario isn't
1: Mario. Okay. Yeah, I, I have no idea, I, but I'm going to assume... Oh, I'm trying to say, was that really a sequel? That was more like a prequel, unless I'm missing something. I mean, maybe that's just me. It's a totally different
0: style of game, too. Let's, let's
1: that's why it. I'm like, why, why didn't we ever get an official sequel? It was one of the most respected Mario games. One of the best games on SNES, truthfully. Some would argue that Super Mario
0: 64 is the sequel.
1: I mean, Yoshi's Island
2: got pretty much a uh, remake on virtually every console. I know it had one for uh, Game Boy Advance, DS, um,
0: wasn't that that a sequel instead of a remake? I'm pretty sure it
2: was mostly a remake.
0: Oh. Ah, man.
1: Yoshi's Island's pretty good. Uh, Oh, man. But, but Mario, so many memories. I'm sure we all remember when we um... The shortcut on Super Mario. I remember those... level two. That shortcut, boom, go to the world eight. Okay, boom. I I remember this one level in Yoshi's
0: Island where uh, where um, uh, basically if you touch like fuzzies, you basically go on like this acid trip, and it's like a like a drug fueled like mess that like warps the level. Like you've seen what a I mean, you've seen what an acid trip looks like in a movie, right? Yes. Touch Fuzzy Get
2: Dizzy was the name of the level.
0: Yes, uh, th- th- that that was great. That was a great level. I don't, I don't know why Nintendo put a drug reference, but <laughs> it's great.
2: Talk about high times. I mean, you should uh, see some of the references they make in the uh, Paper Mario games. You wouldn't believe it if you've never played them before.
0: I mean, to be fair, the the Paper the Paper Mario games are made by the same guys that make Fire Emblem, Is it, are they not? Like intelligent Studios or something like that. Intelligent
2: Works, Intelligent Systems. I'm not sure. I know that the uh, Advance Wars games were made by the same people.
0: Yeah, yeah. Fire Emblem's good, but let's get back to. It. And they also announced a collection, a limited run collection. In fact, it's so limited that you won't even be able to buy it digitally in March. I don't wait know, after March. They're not releasing it digitally. They are releasing it digitally. It's just going off the store. Digitally on March, like on March, and I think that's kind of bullcrap. They should just keep it for sale. But essentially, it's a uh, it's Mario sixty four, Mario Sunshine, and Super Mario Galaxy all in one disc.
2: I have a question: Is the um Super Mario Galaxy going to require the use of the Joy Cons?
0: I don't know. Probably, it's very possible. I mean, like, but didn't you? Didn't they use the Joy Cons? Didn't Mario? Yes. Didn't the uh, Odyssey use the Joy Cons too? In the um, similar...
2: you didn't necessarily need to use them. I know the. I know they mentioned requiring it, but I'm not sure whether or not Galaxy will require the Joy Con for. Only co-op, or if they're going to require it for playing it at all.
0: Um. Well, I mean, yeah, the they also have the to take into they also have to take into account Switch Lite owners, so it's not like they could, you
2: know. Uh, they could. They. I mean, they could just require
0: it. The Switch Lite does technically support the Joy-Con, technically. Oh man. Well, that would suck for that would suck for you. That would suck, Elroy, because I know you have a Switch Lite and not a
1: Switch. Um, and I believe K does as well, if I'm not mistaken. You are correct.
0: I have a uh, Switch, and mine is modified, so I don't have to worry about this uh, limited, edition, <laughs> limited edition stuff.
1: And it's bad enough I can't play Mario... Um, is it Mario Kart or Mario Party that you can't play on the light? Mario
0: I would Party. imagine it's Mario Party. Definitely Mario Party. I had I, I Mario Party, Super Mario Party, and... It's nice that they went back to each person like being able to go their own way instead of like the stupid card direction. But like, uh, the maps are so small. And worst off is that Nintendo like doesn't allow online play, which is bullcrap. Especially since they charge for online play as well
1: too. I was just thinking of something that would have been hilarious. What if on Mario's 35th anniversary, they announced a Waluigi game? Ah, uh, Waluigi. Waluigi.
2: Hmm.
0: Uh,
2: I think seeing an update for Super Mario 64 is, alone, pretty interesting. And uh, what
1: man. was that
0: update? Yeah, didn't they make be- I thought they made an update on the DS at one point. You actually start off the game as Yoshi in the DS game. Oh, yes. They did
2: make the DS game. I played through that as well. But the original getting a remake for a console again is interesting.
0: Mm, Yeah. Especially since a lot of people consider it to
1: be the greatest platform ever made. Platformer ever made. Mm, Mario 3. Don't tell that to the Mario 3 things.
0: Oh, no, no. Mario 3 is definitely the best. By far. It, it's actually a tie between that and World, honestly. I agree.
1: You know what wasn't a good Mario game, though? Super Mario Bros. 2. The American one, I mean. Oh, good grief. In the Dern, Alec, whatever that thing was at the final... Well, it won't Cooper, the alligator-looking thing. The final boss. I don't even know who... I don't, what was his name, anyway? Uh,
0: it it's a frog. I don't remember his name either, but...
1: I know it was a reptilian or you know, amphibian, but I, I just know it was a joke. I mean, it
0: wasn't even originally a Mario game. Yeah, yeah it was a... It was a... It was a, another Japanese game, based on... But
1: just know, if you, for some reason, find yourself playing a game, do not pick Toad. Worst choice ever.
0: Honestly, you're better off playing as either Luigi or Peach, honestly. Anyways, speaking of which, uh, speaking of which, it looks like the podcast is uh, coming to a close right now, friends. And uh, any final thoughts on anything?
2: Not particularly. I think we covered
0: the topics pretty well.
1: Looking forward to our next adventure and seeing where that takes us.
0: Yeah, I'm. I'm looking forward to that too. That would be. That would be nice. And uh, if you have any topics, be sure to leave him in the designated area. I think it would be, well, it would be interesting to see what you guys have to say about stuff. I know a lot of the topics are the stuff like I talk about. Anyways, I'll see you guys next time. Same time, same place. I don't know, but we'll come up with a time.